Yeah. Or that like their driver didn't have a good day. Yeah. I couldn't hear Ice Cube or Pitbull. <laughs> I was behind the stage for Pitbull and I was earplugs for the Ice Cube. I never got out of the car. I'm telling you, man, you're missing your chance here. Deal with me. This suit? <laughs> I can't talk about it right now. Awesome. That's good, good all-around success, I think. I think we should do uh, Cowboy Stadium next. Huh? Well, you got the roof, right? It was pretty loud in here. There is a thing we can do to make them quieter. We can muffle them a little. What are you doing out here? Okay. It's a lot different. Well, it's hard to drive and look at your phone for directions. I know that. Wow. It's kind of, I feel more scared out driving on the road than I did today. Way more in control out there. I saw a Tesla go like three wide and there was a car parked on the, like, I don't know why they just park on the side of the road. Three wide. And I mean, I was just thinking, I was like, if anybody like got out of a car or was getting in their car, we're done. Are they going to tear up the track tonight? Man. It'd be cool to get a little piece of the asphalt. Cool. We're here with uh, Austin Dillon, <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll open it right up for questions. we get Matt down here. Matt Weaver, Racing America. I guess the question I got for you is what is your overall takeaway? Like, What are the lessons we learned as an industry today or this weekend? I think uh, as an industry, I think the biggest thing we learned is that we can accomplish things um, that sometimes we would doubt or like, eh, that isn't going to work. Just just try not to keep an open mind as a um, sport. And it's nice to see that, you know, fresh new outtake. Uh, I think Ben Kennedy did a great job um, kind of starting this thing and developing. I, I feel like he gets some of the credit for that for sure. But the entire sport putting in the effort um, – the marketing, everything that went into this, I think it was just a huge success, and I think we can do more of these. It was fun for all the drivers, uh, not having to worry about points as much, just come out. I mean, I think uh, you could sprinkle some exhibition races. Now, our schedule is pretty crazy, <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe we take a couple points races out and go do this for fun. Cool. We'll go back to those, Justin. Zach Sterneal with Front Stretch. Uh, Austin, uh, kind of along those at uh, that point, does the All-Star Race still have a place on uh, in the sport right now, or do you feel like uh, an event like this to kick off the season, or maybe it gets moved around? Um, does that does that still serve a, a purpose? Yeah, I think All-Star Race is uh, is a good idea for something like this. You know, I mean, I think the All-Star Race is, it was kind of tough last year at, at Texas, um, but this is cool, something different, and. Uh, I think it could work as an all-star format for sure, going to some new venue that we 
put a lot of effort into and go have fun. We're now joined by uh, Kyle Bush, driver of the number 18. We'll go up here to Jeff. Yeah, Kyle, uh, had you gotten to Logano, what was your plan to try to, I mean, were you going to move him 100%? You got to get there first. And then the first thing you try to do is pass clean if you can. And I'm sure he's not going to allow an easy pass or anything. So there's going to be some bumping, whatever. What, what uh, prevented you from getting there at the end? Uh, I was being smooth and keeping the tires underneath me, like right to peak. And then once I got there, got close, I was like, OK, now I need to try to move around just like inches a little bit different to make a move, to make a run, and push the entry a little harder, push the exit a little bit harder um, to, to finish you know, getting to him and just smoke the tires and it was over. And then Austin, your, your concept about you know, taking potentially some points race and turning them to exhibitions, I mean, clearly the drivers, you know, had this been a points race, it would have been a different environment. So you know, what's, is, the, is the key to unlocking you guys having fun and enjoying yourselves taking that element away from it and just having sort of one-offs like this? I think it would be cool. I think it's just something different, and yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think everybody had a pretty good attitude coming out here because they wanted to put on a good show, and then when it got down to it, you still wanted to win the race, take home some money, and it got aggressive as it could. And uh, yeah, so I, I think so. I mean, it would be cool to, to see that. We have a ton of races already, so. We'll uh, go up to the press box for a question. Yeah, Justin Schuler with kicking the tires. Austin, uh, one, did your team let you know what happened with your teammate Tyler Reddick when he went out? And if they did, uh, did that cause concern for you with your car since you guys are both under the same tent? Um, no, not really. Um, he, he was being aggressive even last night qualifying, like spinning the tires, trying to get a bunch of heat in them. And I think he just dropped the clutch. I wasn't really using the clutch to like that to get the tires spinning. I was just kind of keeping it first and start to spin them, then get them going. But it's still... I don't think it was anything of – I don't know I don't know until we get back to the shop if it was something that he could have prevented um, or if it just a kind of a mistake and went too hard. I mean, we used to – you could break axles with the old car, leaving pit road, you know, different ways. So I don't know where it is. But I, it was nice to know what happened and just try and stay away from that. We'll go over to Jerry. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires.net. Kyle, before the race, you said you, you felt like you might get wrecked from six, but you came home second. Was there anything else you could have done to, to catch Joey there at the end? I mean, you said you, sm you smoked the tires, but you had a fast, fast car. Yeah, I mean, Joey ran me down from a ways back uh, in the first segment of the race and got by me there right at the checker, just about by me on the checker. And then I got a good gap at the start of the second one, I think, and had six, eight lengths on him or something like that, and he ran me down again, you know, and, and so he was he was faster than us, but just disappointing that we didn't have more. And for you, Austin, uh, we were talking before official press conference started about places you might want to see this. Uh, Kevin Harvick said he would like to see it in Wembley Stadium. Ben Kennedy said he'd like to see something like this uh, in, in, you know, on the international circuit, you know, bring NASCAR around the world. You said Cowboys Stadium. Is that, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on moving this around and, and doing that? I think any of the, you know, the giant stadiums that it's feasible and, um, you know, noise, we can kind of channel that noise and make it better. I mean, we've been able to make this race car a lot better and big strides. And, um, you know, as long as it's worth, worth it for the teams and the owners and the drivers, I think it's definitely worth trying some new places like we talked about. I think Cowboy Stadium would be cool. You know, uh, there's all kinds of places we could do something like this. And, yeah. Cool. We'll go right in the middle. Kyle, I'm curious your take. Um, the quality of the racing, it seemed like, especially in the f the feature event, this was uh, overall a, a success. You had long green flag runs. Um, there was contact, but it wasn't. It was never messy. It never felt messy. Um, what do you attribute that to? And are you surprised that it was as as clean as it was uh, aggressive? Yeah, I mean, I I was in the driver's seat, so I don't really know what it looked like visually outside, but um, seemed to be all right. Some of the restarts were a little bit. Bumpy getting through one and two, you know, um, but once you could kind of get a few inches here or there, then you could get a little separation and start racing again. But, um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was pretty good. Uh, I was kind of shocked there with 35 to go. It wasn't going to – it didn't turn into a cluster. Um, but guys did a good job, kept their head on, and, and we just raced it out. So that was good. 
Uh, I think you need to be called on. Hold on. We'll, we'll come up front to Luca, then we'll hit Dustin, and we'll hit you. Hey, guys. Uh, Luke Evans, LA Times. Just wanted to ask, you know, obviously NASCAR trying to kind of expand into Los Angeles or just explore this market a little bit more. What do you feel like, you know, the, the show you put on today can kind of demonstrate to new fans in this market, you know, exactly what NASCAR is all about, hopefully open some kind of eyes to, you know, that. Well, I think that's a big part of coming out here to L.A. And uh, I heard before the race that 70 percent of the ticket sales were to new fans. I think that's huge. And anytime we can grow our sport um, exponentially like that, it's, it's just it's giant. So um, we want to keep growing and, and bring everybody in as we can. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Kyle, um, can you give me a sense of what you felt in the term of the the energy or atmosphere before the race, before you got focused, or if you or so focused you didn't notice it, and, and and how that maybe compared to some other places? Obviously, even in intros, there's always a lot of noise for you. There certainly was, but just what you felt about the the noise and the atmosphere and, and kind of how you registered it today. I thought it was great. Um, it was really, really cool. I don't know if it had anything to do with, which I believe it did, uh, the stadium aspect. Aspect, You know, there's fans coming from this way, this way, this way, this way, where it's not just a mile and a half where it's, you know, right there. So uh, you definitely had more of a roar. Um, you know, I felt like during the national anthem, you know, she did a great job singing it and all the fans were really amped up on that. And then it was over, then the flyover. I mean, it was it was pretty electric. It was really, really cool to hear that. Um, you know, I, it was definitely noticeable from, from my vantage point. There was a rowdy group in turn two. <laughs> they were, they were having a good old time over there. So um, I think they were entertained. Yeah, uh, Larry Stewart, Southern California News Group. Uh, what'd you guys think of the halftime break? I mean, for us, it was fine, good, take a, take a second. Um, our, the tires were smoked after about 70, 75 laps right there, so they were about to go off in the first half, and I pushed mine a little bit harder in the second half, and, and they burned off, you know. So um, definitely was warranted. I felt like that was actually a really good distance. Um, so they, they hit right on that also uh, for, a, for a race in this such. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, perfect amount of laps, and um, I think any more than that, you would have had to change your setup to, you know, for the long haul more because you're right there on air pressure trying to make it fire off <laughs> so you can get in line or, or go low and just try and manage it for a couple laps and be better at the end. So I think we all probably thought there was going to be more cautions at the end. And or like Kyle said, you just get right on the edge of that right rear tire or whatever, and you're, you're done. Get right here in the middle, and then we'll do Matt and Jerry and then Bob. Joey Vaca, Cronkite News. Building off the question of coming into the LA market, what do you think it means for the sport to come into building with such a rich sports history? I, I'm going to argue the question here because we've been in LA since 1997. So I think that gets forgotten about. And I love California Speedway. Uh, Fontana is a, a great racetrack. It's a little outside of town. It, it's a little spread out with the two-mile racetrack. But us drivers really enjoy going out there and racing and at higher speeds like that. So. Let's not forget that, please. But um, you know, coming into LA, uh, if that's how you want to term it, then you know, I felt like it was a huge success. I felt like it was a, a huge um, chance. Um, ben Kennedy and the guys at NASCAR really, really were. <laughs> if this didn't work, it was going to be ugly, you know. But um, uh, they, I'm sure they're taking a huge sigh of relief and a big high five because it was a big success. Yeah, I agree. Cool. We'll go with Matt. Oh, I forgot. Sports history. Very cool when you come down. That's what you were asking, too, about the with the torch, the Olympics, all that. I think it was cool. I took a picture under that. The Sorry, pet, I don't know how to say it. Peristyle? Peristyle. Peristyle. Yeah, yeah. I took a picture of that and just kind of. What's the number on the right side of that mean? There's a clock on one side. What's the number on the other side? It is not 50 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, that might be the water temperature of the pool outside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very cool with the sports history. I'm a huge sports buff, and it's cool. Matt Weaver, uh, Racing America, for both of you guys. This kind of felt like the start of a, a new era for the sport with the next-gen car here at the, the Coliseum. Uh, a lot of changes to the schedule the last couple of years, dirt, now a quarter mile. Are you guys content with the way the, the Cup Series schedule, the dynamic looks, or does this car represent the opportunity to do things that we can't even imagine or think of right now, and what could those things be? Should we be doing more innovative things? I think we're doing our, our job right now. I mean, it's pretty innovative, and 
we're doing some cool stuff that kind of brings you back to your short track days. The, the format of this was nice. No, no, not a whole lot of practice. You had to come here and do it, qualify, race. That type of stuff brings you back to like your Saturday night short track. Get to the track, you get a little bit of practice, heat race, race, and uh, enjoy it. So that was cool, and I think that's great. As long as we don't jump these things, I'm good. <laughs> I did that recently. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Jerry and then Bob. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires. I got to follow up. I noticed something throughout all the races is the handling of the cars. You guys, you know, leaning on each other, people are standing in the throttle. Y'all are able to steer out of that a lot. What is it about that, that the car, the steering setup, what is, that you guys aren't spinning around like we've seen in other tracks in the past? Uh, I don't know what exactly it is, really. Um, you know, the, the old, I don't know if the old car would have been applicable for this track. Um, I say that because, like, the, the tire's skinnier on that car. It's got a solid rear end axle housing in it, so you'd wheel hop getting into the turns. Uh, the turning radius of that car, I don't know if it would have – it definitely would not have put on the show. I feel like this car does. So this car is definitely different. Um, and we're still learning it for sure. I mean, you go to the mile and a half and you get into a 15, 20 lap run and you are sideways loose hanging on at times, you know, and, and you get too crooked and they spin because you don't have the side force like our old cars on them. So um, they're just wait. There's a lot more to go. <laughs> I, I would agree. I think this worked out perfect for the car. Um, I agree with him too on like the old car probably wouldn't have turned ever. You'd just wall road. I don't know. It has been tough to make it work here, but um, yeah, it was it was perfect for this. Go to Bob. Uh, Bob Packers, Fox Sports. Uh, Austin Ty Tyler broke his transaxle. I guess when he hit the clutch trying to warm up his tires. Did we you... went over this, Bob. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're right. so you're not worried. <laughs> were you worried about it? Uh, uh, the guys that warned me about it, but you know he was he was pretty aggressive all weekend on getting heat in his tires, and he did a good job of that. I just feel like I once they told me. I mean, I was already aware of it, but I wasn't spinning my tires with the clutch. I was kind of just waiting until the RPM came up, then really hammer it instead of dropping the clutch to make it happen. And um, I, I kind of got lucky, I guess, but I never really was that aggressive. I bet. And one. We'll come up front. 14 had that happen too as well, correct? Similar. Yeah. So we might have to look at the parts too. Hey, MJ Newsom, USC Annenberg. Obviously today was a much smaller track than you're used to driving on. It's like how different is the approach going into a race like this than the tracks you're used to driving on? Uh, the teams, I think, is the biggest thing. Obviously, just car setup and what you can do with the car to make it drive well here, make the tight radius of the turn versus uh, anywhere else, really. Even Martinsville, I think it's probably pretty different then. Um, but, um, you know, for me, guys, I'm sure there's some of them out there that got on iRacing and looked at it. I just kind of watched a couple videos of the track and what it looked like and then a um, uh, couple iRacing things. And that's, I don't think they have the iRacing thing scienced out. It was a bit of a cluster on there, but um, felt like coming in here, off the truck, we were okay. You know, we made good speed right away. Some other teams struggled a little bit more. Even in our own house, had a struggle. Except 19 was way off. You know, so um, definitely some little little things on the setup sheet can certainly make for a big difference on the track. Yeah, um, I feel like our simulator at Chevy was really good. We we spent some time on it and um, were able to learn a little bit and bring it here, which was really nice. Um, and then, yeah, I watched Bowman Gray videos. Got to give a shout-out to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and Bowman Gray, and love that place. It's the only thing probably close to this. We'll take uh, one more, one final question in the back. Alan Bailey, ARN. Um, so we're coming back here to uh, Auto Club Speedway in a few weeks here, guys, and there's, I guess, speculation and uncertainty if that uh, track is going to stay a two-mile track or be converted into a half-mile Martinsville Bristol hybrid as drivers, which would you guys prefer? Would you prefer the half mile conversion or the two mile track? I think after what we saw today, the answer is probably yes. <laughs> I would prefer the two mile, but I guarantee you it's getting cut up. No question after what we saw today. Yeah, I mean, Kyle and I both know that Fontana is an awesome track. It's it's a driver's track and. I mean, I think they'd have to go through a repave to keep it that way. For these cars, it's going to be – they've already grinded it to nothing pretty much down the backstretch. Um, but, obviously, this car puts on a good show at short track, so that's good. Thank you. Kyle, Austin, thank you very much. All right.
Okay, we are now joined by NASCAR Executive Vice President and Chief Racing Development Officer Steve O'Donnell and NASCAR Senior Vice President of Strategic Innovation, Ben Kennedy. Ben, I'll start with you. Um, it's been uh, talked about a lot this week. This, is, this has been your vision. Um, how does it feel shortly? No, I think an um, incredible day for the sport. Really proud of, of NASCAR, the industry, everyone coming together. Patrick Rogers and the entire team did an incredible job. Um, Derek Maldani and uh, and the rest of the folks building the track. Really proud of the group. And then you know teams and drivers I think really coming together and rallying around this. And then you know Fox has just been tremendous with us. Um, you know six hours on Big Fox today. Uh, and I think this will be great as we we look to kick off our season in two weeks for the Daytona 500. So um, really good day and, and proud of the sport today. Steve, you had many members of your team practically living out here for the last month or two. What are your thoughts after seeing the racing from the racing product, but from the grand scheme, from uh, from a high level, how you feel right now after watching what you just yeah, said? Yeah, I, I would just echo what Ben said. You know, applauding, you know, Ben and and really taking a chance and Patrick and the team for putting this together. You know, we looked at a number of different venues. Um, ben and I went on a, a few road trips, um, and I think, you know, Ben's work getting here with USC, who was a, a terrific host for us, um, and just seeing the industry not only come together but have fun. And when you look at this next-gen car and all the pressure that was on, really the entire industry and all the long hours coming into this, you know, I think a lot of us in the industry forgot that uh, we're in a pretty cool sport um, and it is fun to be a part of. And, you know, this event delivered and I think it delivered on that. You saw it in the drivers, the industry, uh, saw it with a lot of folks in the media even, uh, which was cool. So I, I think uh, a lot of folks had fun. We're going to learn. You know, the next gen car uh, wasn't really a story and, and I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, you know, we wanted to come out here. This is probably the toughest test we could have on the track that we set up in terms of durability, beating and banging, driveline, different things. So we'll learn from that. But all in all, a uh, really successful debut for the car as well. Okay, if you have a question for either of these gentlemen, raise your hand. We'll get your mic. Start with Jerry and go to uh, Bob and then AC. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires. I just saw Kyle and Austin high-five you guys as y'all were walking in here. I, uh, what does that mean for you guys uh, to know that the drivers obviously seem to uh, think this was a success? I think uh, I think it goes back to what I said. You know, people having fun and, and getting back to, you know, going out there and racing. And uh, today was what we're all about, um, really the whole weekend. And if you look at, you know, what the drivers have done for the sport over the off season, um, really getting out there and help promoting us. It's a big market for us, um, and it was important for us to come out here um, and look like we're having fun, even if we weren't. But that wasn't the case because I think everybody was really enthusiastic, ready to go. They wanted to win this race. And I think that showed. And uh, I think that, you know, high-fiving us is more we're doing the same because uh, they delivered and uh, put on a great race for us. Go to Bob. Uh, Bob Hockris, Fox Sports. Ben, you said that, um, that, you know, there's the option to return here. I'm curious if you – or not, I'm sorry, you didn't say that. Somebody else said that. Uh, but <laughs> did <wasn't> you – <laughs> uh, My question is, did you see anything today that made you want to do this again specifically here? And or did you see anything today that made you say, okay, we need to do this somewhere else because of just things that potentially you could do either in other places or to bring this type of atmosphere to another market? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, I think coming out of today, we're going to go back, do a, a pretty in-depth post-mortem on this event. Um, certainly, there were a lot of new things that came along with this event, you know, from Pitbull to Ice Cube to DJ Ski. Uh, and then everything along with the format um, and, and the entire event, really. So I think we'll, uh, we'll go back to that and then, um, you know, really think about what the future might look like, both for, you know, being here at the LA Coliseum and then just the type of venue in general, too. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of questions coming in as to what the racing product might look like on track. Um, and I think between the format that we had with the heat races, last chance race, and then all the way through the main, um, at least from a fan perspective, uh, a lot of energy in the bowl, and hopefully those tuning in on TV enjoyed it as well. No, I don't think so. <laughs> we'll go to Alan, then Dustin, and then go upstairs. Alan Kavana, Speed Sport. Uh, for both of you, either of you, um, Kyle just suggested the, the potential success of today could factor into what happens at California Speedway, whether it stays the same, stay there, what have you. Uh, can you... Uh, what do you think of that suggestion, and is that possibly true? 
Uh, I think that's fair. I think that's one of the things we're, we're looking at as you look at the long-term schedule. And it's certainly something, you know, as Ben stated, you look at the clash and, and the role it's played for us historically. It's always been part of Speed Weeks. And really the initial intent for that was to promote the Daytona 500. Um, and, and it did that, I think, up to a time when maybe it ran its course. And I couldn't think of a better promotion for the 500 than what we just saw, really, leading into this. The enthusiasm, the talk, what Fox did for us was tremendous, promoting the Daytona 500. So, you know, for us, you know, looking at, at different venues, I think also part of it is how do we continue kind of that march to launch our season and what's the right way to do that. Um, but California as a racetrack, you know, we're looking forward to getting back there. What in three weeks, I guess, Ben? It's all, it's, it's pretty quick. Um, but looking forward to the racetrack they have now. We've historically put on some pretty good races there. Uh, first time for next gen, so we'll see how that, that plays out. Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Ben, I understand you talk about trying to look back and look at the data and trying to figure things out, but I mean, obviously, I test, you had a large crowd, you had a, a race that was not, you know, as bad as what some people thought, you had the entertainment. What, what do you need to look at to figure out what you want to do next? Because I test seem like a lot of things probably measured in what you were looking for. Yeah, you know, for sure. And and again, I think the, the energy behind the crowd here was amazing. You know, I was walking back to the media center um, right after the event and a ton of people smiling, ton of people laughing. Uh, the energy was was really just contagious. So it was great to see the fan reaction, um, you know, looking forward to watching it back on TV again. But you know, I think we'll, we'll have a lot of data coming out of this. Um, you know, I think there is certainly potentially a future here and, um, you know, we'll probably uh, try to make a decision on that sooner than later. And I mean, how realistic is it that it comes back, or is this, is this, did this event show that it should move around? Um, if it can, and again, I know there's always weather issues, there's not too many places you probably can go in a sense either. Yeah, you know, it's something that, that I think we'll certainly look at. Um, Los Angeles, as we've mentioned from the start, is a really important market for us, is important for us to get here in a big way too. Um, it's been two years since we've competed in Southern California. To be able to get back here to downtown Los Angeles at the LA Coliseum and then come back a few weeks later at Fontana, um, I think it was really important to us. Um, and the Coliseum and USC have been tremendous partners. So that'll be certainly an important part um, as we think about this. But you know, to your point too, if, if, if we can prove this out of proof, proof of concept, it does open the door to go to other locations too in the future. Go upstairs for a couple. Lewis Frank from Reuters. Hey, Ben, uh, re putting the question a little differently, uh, obviously you said you're going to, uh, you know, analyze the, this weekend, this event. So what's on your wish list? Uh, uh, Kevin Harvick mentioned Wembley. Austin Dillon said Dodgers, I'm sorry, Cowboy Stadium. Uh, if, if you could go someplace, where would, would you like NASCAR to go? And you're too young to remember under your grandfather's era, they raced in Japan, and I think there was some, a bunch of people in Australia. Yeah, I, I don't remember Japan. I remember watching videos of it, and that was pretty neat. But, um, you know, I, I think as far as venues go, and I, I talked to Kevin in the, in the elevator yesterday, and he was talking about that. Um, I think it does open the opportunity and door to do that. I think it's going to be really important as we think about those venues, the size of it. Um, and I think, you know, the Coliseum was a perfect footprint as you think about the size of the field itself. Um, I don't know that we want to make the radiuses of the corners that much tighter. Um, I think you'd probably play with a straightaway length a little bit. Um, but I think that'll be an important factor because, you know, if we are going to take this to other locations, want to make sure that the racing product is good for our fans. Where would you like to go? <laughs> we'll stay up there for another question. To follow up, but where, if you could just pick one place that you would like to go that you haven't fully <laughs> analyzed. Sorry, go, stick go your ahead. feet to the fire. I'll, I'll help out with this one. <laughs> I, I think everything's open. Um, I think, Lewis, to Ben's point, you look at the footprint, and one of the unique things about this stadium is, you know, the Olympics and the track that they had around a football field doesn't really exist anymore in a lot of the purpose-built football stadiums, so it's a lot tougher to look at that footprint of you know what might have the room for us I think certainly if you looked and I'm not advocating that that we're taking the clash overseas so I don't want anyone to, to take take that away from this but it does open up the opportunity for us if we wanted to showcase NASCAR you know we've always talked about Ben and I have you got to go to a road course or they've got to build a track somewhere if you're in Europe 
not anymore. I mean, we've just proven out that you can go to a really cool stadium with a track around it, and we know what to do, and we can go in and out, and, and there's some opportunities there. So I think Ben, if he hasn't already, is already studying the footprints of a lot of different stadiums in the U.S., what works, what may not work, but uh, also pretty happy here, right? Do you have another one upstairs? Yeah, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, this question is really for both of you, but um, on Twitter, you guys are trending over the NFL with the Pro Bowl. You're number one trending on Twitter with the clash and the whole event going on here. Did you guys expect uh, that? Was that a goal at all, or is that kind of a shock to hear that? Ben will have to answer that. I got kicked off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think I don't think anyone expected that. Um, I've actually been following on Twitter throughout the day and uh, in the different trends. And, you know, it's great to see the, the reaction around it, the engagement with our fans, um, certainly here, but worldwide as well. Um, I had a, a friend that actually texted me the other day and uh, sent me a picture of, um, of uh, it was a news channel, and it was covering us from Australia, which is neat. So really, as you think about, you know, we have fans from 50 states here. There's also people all around the world watching us today. So. Um, really neat that uh, they were able to get that, and, uh, and cool that we're still in that spot. We have two more upstairs, and I'll take it to back down to uh, Zach and Jack. Congrats, guys! Um, it used to be that you would do, uh, you know, you you would do a play by like simulations for stuff when you were trying new stuff, you know. Now you got eye racing, and you can try it that way in computer simulations. But it used to be hours upon hours of of you know playing what if scenarios. Was that true with this and 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 all the what if scenarios that could have happened and and they just and they and they and it didn't happen so here you are. Yeah, you know I I think um, you know with iRacing in particular, they have been tremendous with us. I was talking to Steve Myers um, during the race; they were really happy about it. But they've been great partners with us, and as we think about you know testing out these new venues to be able to develop to de develop it virtually before we actually come here and build a track. Uh, has been really helpful, um, and I think as we think about kind of other concepts in the future, you know, having them as partners is uh, is really neat, both from a competition perspective uh, as well as for the fans in the stands. We did a bunch of sightline studies with different uh, variables of banking too, and um, is really good feedback. We'll take one more for upstairs and then go back down here. Mike Henry from Auto Week. Steve, can you envision a situation where you would have a points race at a track like this, uh, but with an abbreviated field? Yeah, that's a really great question, Mike. Um, I would say right now, no, but um, I think there are a lot of things we want to take away from this to learn. Um, you know, historically, right, everyone who grew up on short tracks, this is what you do. Um, you know, we have a charter system, we have 36 teams, uh, and I was really proud of the industry coming together. Uh, to work together on this format, knowing some folks would go home from a big event. Uh, so there's a lot we'd have to really think about to do that. Uh, a lot of it was, you know, how much time we would have on a broadcast window to allow someone, if they were coming out, that it was worth it for a sponsor. So, you know, a lot of factors would have to come in. You, you never totally rule it out, but a, a lot of work and, and seems to really work for exhibition races, but we'll see on a points, points race. We'll move down here to Je uh, Jeff and then Zach. You know, it, it was really refreshing to see the drivers um, have fun, as you alluded to earlier, because it, it's not something we've seen that, that often. Um, do you have any idea of how you can keep unlocking that attitude when the season starts going and it gets into that, you know, this regular routine of the points races? Um, how do you sort of maintain this new attitude that they had uh, going forward? You know, Jeff, I think part of it started actually during the offseason. And you look at the rules package we had that I know was unpopular to some, um, but to a lot of our fans was popular. And so that was a difference kind of between NASCAR and the drivers. And it was tough, you know, at times. And I think the process we went through with the drivers and the industry on this new rules package, working together and landing where we did, uh, there was a real trust factor built in uh, even prior to, hey, we're going to the Coliseum and, you know, hopefully you guys have a good time. Uh, that they were all in and and they understand the importance of the next gen car and feel like they're a part of it uh, for the first time which I think is is unique I'll never I'm, I'm not going to promise you know as we get through uh, some races but really do feel like we've got a much better relationship in terms of 
you know, listening, but also having an understanding when we do make a certain decision, there is some reason behind it. And because we went left and you wanted to go right doesn't mean we didn't listen. It just, it's, you know, there's some reasons we did it. Um, but they're a big part of this event, too. I think a lot of them, you know, worked with Ben in terms of what the format should be, how we should do it, and, and that, that was a great result. I don't know if you want to talk about who you talked to, just, you know, with Kurt Busch and other folks factoring in. And yeah, I think the collaboration across the entire industry uh, was phenomenal. Um, working with both the industry and then Fox, just in even creating the format itself. Um, we played with a handful of different formats uh, and really a, a true partnership and collaboration across the board. And then to Steve's point, um, have talked to a handful of drivers and have had them reach out to um, just with feedback about the course. A, a few of them jumped on iRacing, got their perspective on it, um, even down to the rumble strips that we had in the corners too. Um, the rumble strips, the painting that we had on the apron, a lot of that came from the drivers. So um, super helpful to, uh, to have that feedback. And I think the collaboration um, there is probably better. It's been a long time. Go Zach and then up front here. Uh, yeah, Zach in the black shirt. Back there. Zach Sterniel with FrontStretch.com. Uh, two, uh, two for you, Steve. Um, one, uh, there were some mechanical issues, not not a ton by any means, but um, we saw drive line issues with both the 14 and the 8 car uh, in the feature. Um, do you think that those are more isolated incidents, uh, vendor issues? Uh, is that still just something to um, to figure out and debrief after this event? Yeah, I think still a lot of uh, debrief that needs to go on. But if you listen to the eight, you know, he said he, he caused that. Um, and not, I'm not trying to deflect blame, but I think that's something that, that's going to happen. Um, we're still looking into um, the 14. And so we'll, we'll kind of look through each and every car, not only those, but, you know, the incidents we had, impacts on the wall. What did we see different? What broke? Um, you saw a lot of cars that historically, if we ran this race last year with the old car, would have been out with tire rubs and tire damage. So that was a, a positive. But... Any part or piece where we see an issue, we're going to have a, a big debrief and make sure we're on it and, and fixing anything we can. So still a little bit early on, on that one. And then just your overall reaction to the quality of the racing. I know the second uh, last chance qualifier got a little bit messy there um, throughout that, that particular race. But um, it seemed like the feature itself was clean. Uh, everyone was able to be aggressive, but um, they were. You know, we had long green flag runs throughout that, that race. Um, what was your reaction? Was it surprise, relief? Um, what, what was it? <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, I, I think all in all, though, it was probably uh, some pride also in our team and the work the industry did because you didn't hear drivers getting out saying, um, or even prior to the race, that I, I can't drive this car. And, and knowing going in that this would be a really difficult race to, to have drivers be able to put cars in certain positions. And we didn't hear any of that. Certainly there were challenges, but we saw a lot of teams who, you know, in practice were junk and were able to make some adjustments and then compete and almost compete for wins or, or a win today. So uh, I think a lot of things we'll learn, but all in all, really proud of, you know, how it performed um, up until, you know, the feature wasn't even a storyline. My wife actually, you think we don't talk, but it's, is this the new car race? And I was like, really? Are we, are we having this conversation? Um, but it, but then I stopped myself and I was like, yeah, this is this is good. Um, if that's not in the broadcast as the lead storyline, that's that's the way it should be. So um, all in all, really pleased with the result. Come to the front row here. Hey, guys, um, the very poetic Pitbull actually kind of shouted out NASCAR a couple times during his performance. To, to quote him, he said, that's what life's about, taking challenges, taking risks. And uh, for, for, for both of you, you know, just looking back at kind of all the, the people who might have doubted this at one point or another through all the new things that, that we're trying here, you know, just final thoughts on kind of coming out of this and all the risks with, you know, a, a positive outlook. Yeah, you know, I think it was it was a risk, um, and we knew that from the start. You know, and as we've talked about the schedule over the past couple of years, um, you know, we talk about being bold, we talk about being innovative, um, and that's part of it. Um, went to some new tracks in 2021. We're going to go to Worldwide Technology Raceway later this year. Um, but this was something new, something different, and we challenged ourselves, and the team challenged themselves to think about this event differently. Um, and, you know, having Pitbull as a kind of pre-race concert, Ice Cube as a halftime performer, which we've never done before, DJ Ski, um, and then just everything around the marketing and promotion of it uh, really is a total team effort, but it was also, you know, wiping the slate clean and thinking about it differently. And, you know, really proud of the outcome um, today. And, you know, I, I think it was uh, successful. Yeah, I, I would echo just one thing to you on, you know, the, 
the France family obviously has been around a, a long time and, and Steve Phelps coming in and, and enabling us to do this. But, you know, because Ben is a pretty humble guy, also didn't waver. And there were naysayers even internally. And I think when you look at, you know, having Ben say, no, this is, this is going to work, this is going to be cool, and his background carries a lot of weight internally. And it was cool to see because there's some ideas that I think some of us may have had in the past that, you know, we, we needed that extra push. And, you know, Ben did a lot of that, led from the front, which was really cool to see. We'll go to the back, and then we'll go upstairs. Hey, guys, Alan Bailey, ARN. First off, congratulations on the success of this event. Um, it's trending on Twitter. Fans are speaking extraordinarily positively. And uh, new time NASCAR fans are very uh, hyped on this. On that note, um, some of the drivers said that they might actually like to see something like this event happen to the All-Star race. Is that something that you guys are internally considering now, considering the success, um, to potentially do something like this with the All-Star race or maybe move the All-Star race uh, to different venues year after year? I think it's um, it's something that we'll we'll certainly evaluate as we evaluate, you know, our entire schedule um, from start to finish. This was one of those events that we felt like was an opportunity for us to reinvigorate. Um, you know, we've had the clash for a number of years at Daytona, wanted to shift it to a new market, do something different that we've been talking about for a while to seize point on the international side. Um, but I think we're going to continue to look at all of our races, whether it's the points races or the exhibition races, and. I think we've had a little bit of change with the All-Star Race, which has been positive um, for us, you know, moving from Charlotte, we had it at Bristol, and then moving to Texas, um, just kind of creating that newness for it, uh, which I think fans get to look forward to. Take one from upstairs. Hi, Kathy Brown, pitting outside the box. My question is for Ben. Um, in a couple weeks, you guys are going to be going to Auto Club Speedway, and in saying that, you had a lot of first-time NASCAR fans that came to this event. And in speaking with them, a lot of them came, you know, out of the curiosity standpoint, but also it was the entertainment factor. Now, how are you going to continue to ride this high and keep the momentum going? Is there any changes you have planned with Auto Club, maybe bringing in more entertainment or different entertainment on such short notice? You know, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think as we talked about this event initially, it was important that, you know, we not only had a successful event, but then... Um, we have a successful event when we come back for Fontana, too. So, you know, to your point, this event was a little bit different um, than we've traditionally had, especially with the exhibition race. Um, that said, I think we're going to have some learnings out of this. There might be a few things that we, we may take and apply to other races. Or there might be a few things that we don't take and apply to other races. But um, I think that's what this entire event was about, is about learning, um, creating a proof of concept, and then seeing if there are, are things that we want to take to some of our other events. Come back down here. Joey Vodker, Cronkite News. I asked the drivers this, now both of you, you talk about the importance of this market for the sport, but what about bringing it to this building with such a rich sports history? What do you guys think that does for the sport as a whole? You know, I, I'm personally, I know Ben is too, I'm, I'm a huge sports fan outside of NASCAR, and I get tired of hearing the big four and the big four, and I look at our ratings and I look at our attendance and I say, why aren't we in that discussion? And to be able to come here, put on a great event, showcase our talent, showcase how much fun our sport is, um, was really important, I think, and, and that's a big deal. And this venue is iconic. I mean, you know, it's a place where if you're a football fan, you know, who doesn't want to come out and watch a USC game once, you know, in, in terms of, you know, if, even if you're not a USC fan, the Olympics, Super Bowls, baseball. Um, so I think it was just cool to be able to say, you know, we were able to race here, and I know the drivers said that, Ben, right, that there's certainly a place they wanted to win. All right, we'll take three more. We'll go Jerry, Dustin, and Rep in the back here. Jerry Jordan, kickingthetires.net. I would ask this for Ben, but I know he's not going to answer it because he's too humble. <laughs> so, Odie, Ben is a, is a racer. He, he started off racing. He's, his ascension through the ranks is he was an international. He's 30 years old. And to have this vision, what does this say to, to you and the whole sport of NASCAR for the future of the sport with, with him coming up with ideas like this and working with everybody in the, in the, on the team to, to come up with, with, with these ideas and, and make it successful? I think it says we've got a really bright future. You know, I, I never had a doubt with, with Ben. You know, Ben worked his first assignment, came out, worked with me in, on the trucks, and we said, all right, got to go talk to all the truck owners uh, and figure out what we're going to do. I think it was around new engine program. 
And the next day, Ben came back and he talked to every single truck owner, had notes and everything else that it took previous people uh, a couple weeks. And I knew then that this guy wanted to work, wanted to see the sport grow, um, and was really impressive. And I think always on top of things, great communicator, well-liked, uh, which is cool. Um, so he won't say it, but uh, deserves a ton of credit for, for seeing this through from the beginning and then staying on top of it, even when there were challenges, to say this is where we're going. Dusty? Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, ben, I know the talk ahead of time was a potential crowd of fifty to 60,000 or so. Did you guys top 60,000 today? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I think we'll probably know in the next few days or so. I can tell you the bowl looked really good. Um, you know, I think people filtering in over the heat races, last chance race and Pitbull concert, um, you know, we were really kind of pushing that 3 p.m. window for, uh, for fans to show up. So I think you saw that over the course of the day. I think optically it looked fantastic. Um, but we'll come, go back and uh, come through the numbers the next few days or so. What's that? Is it okay it wasn't a sellout? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it was fantastic. Everything about the day, um, you know, a ton of energy with the crowd. I, I watched a handful of interviews um, and a lot of new fans that were out here and having a great time, too. So the, uh, the energy and, and buzz, I think, was really positive from a fan perspective. And then everything that we've heard, at least from the teams and drivers before the race, has been really positive. And then, you know, the few that we've seen since has been, uh, been good, too. We'll wrap right here. Um, hey guys, Alan Bustle, Yahe Eagle Broadcasting. Uh, you know, um, the pandemic restrictions in Los Angeles is a little more elevated than in other cities. How did that factor in logistically? And uh, and the turnout, though, we uh, we're going to assume you're still pretty satisfied with. Yeah, I would say logistically. We were pretty well schooled in, in different states, different counties, um, where you had to go due to COVID from no fans to partial fans. So, you know, part of this was making sure we we're in lockstep with what the rules were going to be. And I think our team, Tom Bryan and the whole crew did a tremendous job uh, working hand in hand with all the local authorities to make sure that we were there. And, and back to your crowd question, uh, the crowd met every expectation we, we had going in. So when you look at the naysayers prior to, when you look at where we were with the clash in Daytona, um, it's a home run. And, and I think the, the enthusiasm, um, the demographic, a lot of young people out there having fun is exactly what we wanted. Steve, Ben, thank you so much for your time. And thank you. have a safe Thanks for home. being out here, guys. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. We'll be joined by tonight's race winner, Joy Logano, and crew chief Paul Wolf momentarily. Now joined by the uh, crew chief for the number 22, Paul Wolf. We'll uh, open it up for questions. We've got uh, Alan. Speed Sport, uh, congratulations. I know this was such a unique event. Uh, you, you had one shot to make an adjustment, right? Or do, do something to the car. Uh, what was it, if anything? And what's that like as a crew chief? Well, 
as we talk about the weekend in general, I think, you know, we had those three eight-minute sessions yesterday, and the first time we've ever been on a racetrack this small, and then you talk about a new car on top of that. Um, we were learning pretty quick, and we weren't exactly where we needed to be yesterday. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of teamwork and talking through things and, and you know, amongst our teammates, and, and we were able to put something together really good today that fortunately we didn't really adjust on it much. I did a small air pressure adjustment um, at the halfway break, um, but that was all we did. And that's from our heat race and all, you know, we were obviously – pretty pleased with how the car was in the heat race to be able to win that and um, Joey just wanted to leave it alone to uh, start the main event today so today was pretty uneventful and went fairly smooth for us um, but that uh, that was not the case yesterday we'll go uh, Zach then Jerry Zach Sterniola with frontstretch.com Paul I'm curious what uh, if anything surprised you uh, this weekend working on the race car um, or yeah, I know there were some teams that um, had some mechanical issues uh, throughout the weekend. Um, did anything catch you guys off guard, whether it was setup-wise, anything like that? I'll first start by saying, like, how the racing turned out. Let's just talk about that first, right? Like, I think they're, as guys just working on the race cars, and, you know, obviously we knew this was going to be a great event, and, and it was, and there was a lot of hype around it, but it was like, what's the actual product going to be the competition on the racetrack how were the cars going to race were were guys that had better cars going to be able to move forward or was it just you know going to be follow the leader and you know i'm probably a little biased at the moment but uh, was pleased with the actual on track competition and um i feel like our car was really good on the long run and that showed and we were able to move forward um there was a little contact obviously with guys would would give you the bumper to let you know if they were faster and um but i thought it was uh, the racing product was great um as far as the car itself i think you know the biggest thing with this small of a racetrack was uh, i think you saw a lot of guys were having issues with the temperatures in the engine because we just don't get a lot of air movement um and we're still trying to obviously understand um how this car is going to work uh, with the temperature piece of it um so we'll, we'll be a little smarter and, and, and better uh, next time we do an event like this but um, that was a little bit of a concern for us um and then i think just evaluating some of the guys that had issues during the race try to understand what they were and um you know and i think we're we're still early on with this car obviously and we're going to continue to learn and and hopefully uh, evolve and, and make it better as we go on. But overall, I think it was uh, it was a pretty uh, successful weekend weekend for the sport in general. We'll go to Jerry. Jerry Jordan, kicking the tires. Net. Paul, I asked us earlier a little bit about uh, regarding the car. You you mentioned there were a lot of guys getting in, in, into each other, but we didn't see a bunch of cut tires. We didn't see guys spinning out like we would with the old car. Uh, what is it about the steering and the setup, the build of this car that that made it so sturdy and raceable, uh, you know, throughout the event? Well, I think some of the body, the composite body is probably a good part of the not cutting tires down potentially, you know, we've seen that a lot in the past. And I think as you look at kind of the Xfinity series, you know, with a similar, uh, body, I think it's shown to be able to take a little more beating there. Um, so I think that's, that's a big part of why we didn't see that as far as, you know the guys spinning out and that's it's, it's that's kind of hard to say that the speeds are so slow i feel like at a track like this that you can have a little more contact probably and still um you know the cars still have grip or can stay under control so i think that's we'll have to see how that evolves as we get to some of these other race tracks and stuff but i think the speeds was was part of that today yeah we're now joined by uh, today's uh, Bushlight Clash winner, Joey Logano, driver of number 22. We'll go with uh, Matt up front. Matt Weaver, Racing America. I guess this, uh, this question can apply to both of you guys. But before even getting to today, could when you're in the grind and trying to work on the car and get things ready, could you feel the vibe? Could you feel the, the, the tone and the, and the atmosphere of the past couple of days? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, anytime you come to a new venue um, like this, something new, um, something we've never done before and and um, trying to, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure to try to figure it out, right? And that's, like I s spoke earlier about um, that, that we take a lot of pride in 
you know, being trying to be the team to figure it out first and, and all the opportunity that's out there this year. So um, I, I definitely felt it. Um, and, and the way our practice went yesterday, <laughs> you uh, when you're off uh, getting going, um, you feel the pressure more and trying to figure it out and, and, and trying to get where you need to be. So um, gives us a lot of confidence moving forward, though, that uh, we have a strong team that was able to do that and, and put a, a car on the racetrack today that, that obviously was uh, uh, very fast and capable of winning. Yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously the, the hype around this, you know, you watch – Watch football games lately, and they're they're advertising the clash as much as they're advertising Daytona 500. Yeah, that kind of to me puts it in perspective a little bit on on what this event me- meant to our sport and how big of a of a gamble this really was. Right, this could have gone awful. It went great out there, right? I mean, to, um, you know, I could kind of to answer your question, I kind of see the buildup uh, throughout the weekend a little bit. Um, you know, under the lights last night was something pretty cool. Um, you know, rolling out to the heat race and seeing the the stands starting to fill up, you start to realize that this this is going to be a big event. And uh, I, I was, had the the um, opportunity to sit in the grandstands and watch uh, the last chance races and to hear everybody yelling and screaming over the race cars. These race cars are loud, and you hear everybody screaming uh, anytime something big was happening on the racetrack uh, and how intense it was and and the unknown of not knowing what's going to happen and you know the the race itself, the the main event. You know had you know some longer runs, had some short runs, had some very intense moments throughout it. Uh, you know I thought that really, um, you know showed that you can we can put this a race on in in a stadium like this. Um, you know and it being the L.A. Coliseum, one of the most historical uh, you know locations we can possibly go to. Uh, this makes it pretty special to say we've been able to to come here and race, but even better to win in this stadium not many people can say they did it i don't think anyone can say they did it in a race car before so this is a it's a pretty special one for us and then a follow-up given how tense the testing of the next gen car had been over the last two months and you guys had to lock each other in a room in nashville and try to figure out what direction to go od had even said that you guys all had fun everyone had fun and it was important to you know start this era on the right foot and having fun so how important is it for you guys as, as drivers and crew members to start this new era and just have a lot of fun well i only say i have fun when we win so we had fun uh, <laughs> i'm pretty certain not everybody had fun today <laughs> as, as competitors we all want to have the trophies so um you know and and it's this was you know this next gen car is is this is the busiest off season I can never remember having, um, whether we're testing or not, just so many variables, so many unknowns, um, you know, as you try to build a car and, and be ready for it for the weekend. And, um, you know, you look back, like you said, the, the meeting in Nashville, um, you know, I wouldn't say we were all having fun at that point. There's a lot of concerns. Uh, you know, and there still is concerns. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, what ifs in front of us, but, you know, we've proven, you know, we can get through this. I'm, I'm certain the Daytona 500 is going to go well as, uh, at the same time. So uh, this is going to be a, a big move for our sport. And, and honestly, I think the biggest win we saw today um, with the car itself is that we can bump and bang and not cut tires down. Uh, you know, there's very little cut tires down. And for as much, you know, cars were on each other's doors think about when we used to do that martinsville and give give each other a fender rub immediately um right and then and next thing you know your car spinning out or you know needing to pick because they have flat tires you know there's a lot of bumping and banging it was okay and so uh that says a lot you know about the body on the car but also you know the tire and wheel package that we were able to you know have really honestly full contact without being nervous about cutting tires down we'll come up front and we'll go back to jerry Uh, Jack Smith, USC Annenberg Media. Joey, we had talked with you earlier this week on Zoom, uh, and you were saying that you were excited to come out here on the West Coast again. Different culture, different people, different atmosphere. So two things. Did it feel different, and were you still outside of winning? You know, did it live up to your excitement? Uh, it's definitely different. Um, you know, I think they said – I forgot the number, but how many uh, fans came here today that were first-time NASCAR uh, fans? 70%. 70? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's, – incredible right that's nuts and, and and to know that you know that only happened because we came to them right we're racing in the city uh right we, we've never been able to do that typically you got to go 
30 minutes, an hour or so out of downtown to, to you know, put a race on because we need such a huge area. But today proved that, hey, we can we can race anywhere. Uh, and that says a lot um, about our sport. Like I said, that's the biggest win today uh, for the future of our sport. It's so big. So um, proud to say that we were able to do that. Uh, a lot of hard work from, from everybody. But uh, like, you, yeah, like you were saying, just the fans uh, out west are, are really cool. And being able to, uh, you know, see that, you know, I was able to go out to the Ford stage earlier and talk to the fans there and, and driver intros and, and everyone yelling and screaming and chanting USA after the national anthem. That stuff makes me happy. Thank you. Yep. We'll go to Jerry. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires. Joey, you're, you're here, so that means there's there's no baby yet. Uh, <laughs> you didn't put her into labor, right? <laughs> I I told uh, I told my my buddy Coleman or Spotter Coleman, whatever you want to call him. Uh, I told him I said if we win this thing, and you say Brittany's having a baby. I'm running right off the racetrack straight to the airport. I said, no media for me. I'm out. <laughs> so, um, no, baby's still in there, and uh, tomorrow's the big day. So um, what a kind of a crazy couple days <laughs> for the Logano family uh, getting a win, and, and then uh, I'll be sleeping in a hospital tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, I'm more serious, you are in the record books. You've won the first ever NASCAR clash at the Coliseum. What does that mean uh, to Joey Logano? Uh, it, this, like I said, of all the clashes, this is probably the biggest clash win you can imagine, right? The first time coming to this historic venue, like I said, um, you know, and, and being able to, to do that together as a team. Uh, and also some of the adversity we fought through, what Paul was saying earlier. I mean, we're 26th on the board, and that was me trying really hard <laughs> to go fast as fast as I can go. Um, so to, to see... You know, everybody come together, um, not just the 22 team, but Team Penske in general, and be able to all lean on each other and what we learned from practice and ultimately put together a really good package to where it qualified well. We were able to win our heat race, keep track position, and, and be good on the long run, which was a bit surprising to to me. I don't know about for you, Paul, but for me, I thought it would be better on the short haul. So, um, you know, able to, to find our strengths and, and play to them and uh, be able to, to win it. So, um Really cool, you know. It, the you know our last couple of wins have been on some weird race tracks, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Bring them on. Bring on the more weird stuff. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Alan, then Jeff, then Zach. Alan Cavana, Speed Sport. Um, for two for Joey, I got. Um, you don't do this a lot on a quarter mile bull ring. So w what's it like as a driver, knowing that you know maybe a bump is coming if you're going to get past it you know it'll, it'll, it may be a bump from behind are you mirror driving are you looking out the front trying not to worry about that what is that like it's camera driving now got the rearview camera it's camera driving what was that like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean you know it's you know it's coming uh you know and you know you're coming down to the end of a race on a short track doesn't matter who it is they're, you're gonna they're gonna lay the bumper to you and honestly you know here is probably the only way to pass um you know with, without laying the bumper it's kind of tough to make passes and um, you know, I did it to Kyle to get around him, so you know it's coming back. It's only fair. Um, so I assumed that was coming at some point. Um, so, you know, I was able to, to stretch it out enough. You know, that last 30 laps there, you know, was able to get a, a decent lead, and then his car really turned on. Uh, they made some good adjustments in between, you know, the halfway break there, and he, he really turned on and closed the gap. Uh, and then the last five or six laps was able to get far enough ahead to where everything was good. I was looking at those lap cars in front of me. I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> like it's just going to stack them right to me. And, uh, and then we're going to be in trouble, but was able to kind of get, get out there as, as much as I could. And I know winning is always awesome. Is it any more fun when you beat Kyle Busch? I just want to win. I don't care who I beat. doesn't matter. We'll go to Jeff. Um, Austin Dillon had said that, you know, Maybe part of the attitude uh, from all the drivers being so someone enjoying this this weekend was because you know the non-points race situation exhibition. He said uh, along those lines that he'd be up for trading maybe some points races for more exhibitions so that you know you guys could just go have fun. Could you see a, a scenario where you would be willing to trade some of the points races on the schedule for exhibitions? Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, I haven't really thought about it. Um, it's not a bad idea. You know, you look at the all-star race, you look at the clash. Um, there's a little less pressure because the, the, what a loss actually means is less, right? Like 
I, I we talked about it before. I said, oh, we've it's all or nothing, right? Who cares about finish the second? I don't like it. It's it's go for the win or go home. Um, whereas points events, you know, I mean, think about some of the stuff that was going on in the last chance races and, you know, what was going on there. If that's for points, uh, I think that, you know, probably has some different effects and, and races will probably be quite a bit different. Um, but, you know, I think everyone was a little bit more relaxed considering it's a nine, nine, point, nine points race. Um, I, I think what we got is pretty good. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we got's all right. You know, the points racing is is intense as, as well, right? I mean, you think about what it means to try to make the playoffs, and then the playoff system we have. I mean, geez, can you can you ask for anything more? Uh, I don't think we can make any more. You know, bring the intensity any higher, or more pressure on on the race teams. You know, whether it's me or Paul or pit crew, it's do or die a lot out there. Uh, so, I think we got a good mix. We'll go to one more question with Zach. Zach Sterniel with Front Stretch. Joey, I'm curious what kind of things you learned um, from, from all of this because I know I, I feel like the consensus, the consensus coming in was that we weren't really going to learn anything from this race that we could apply to any other race on, on, on the circuit, but it feels like uh, during the long green fog runs, it sort of had a Martinsville, a Martinsville feel to it, at least visually. Um, did you get that sense behind the car? And are, are there things from this weekend that uh, you can apply going forward for the season? Um, yeah. I mean, there's things that we can definitely, you know, make better on our race car. You know, we talked about it even some before the race. There's there's some things that we could probably make better. It's such a unique track. It's hard to say. Um, but I think any time we're on the racetrack with this car, we're learning at this point. Um, such a new new car for all of us. It's, it's underdeveloped at the moment as, as we're figuring things out pretty quickly. So, um, you know, it's the same for everyone. Um, maybe some of the stuff can go towards Martinsville. It, this place is brand new, right? Brand new asphalt out there. Martinsville is not that. Uh, so, you know, you definitely have some different variables that you will have at Martinsville that you don't have here. Paul, Joey, thanks so much. And uh, Joey, early congratulations uh, for the big day tomorrow. Hopefully there is a recliner in the room and you don't slip <laughs> in the flatbed. <laughs> Thanks I'll so much. i sure get some sleep tonight. Thanks. Thanks.